There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, have your way in this experience today. I pray that you would preach through me, speak through me today, Father. I pray that there'd be no obstacle, there'd be no hindrance to your word flowing today. In fact, I pray that we're open and ready to receive. And we're not just going to be hearers of the word, we're going to be doers of the word. Your word says, blessed are the doers, not just the hearers. So today, I put us in a position of shift. I put us in a position of action. And we declare that when we hear this word, Father, immediately we're going to make changes. I need everybody to release that word immediately in the atmosphere that we're going to immediately make changes for the betterment of our lives. Why? Because you want to get the glory out of our story, out of our ups, out of our downs, out of our vicissitudes, out of the tough situations we face. You want the glory. So we say, Lord, give us the ability to walk out what we hear today. In Jesus' name, can I get you to say amen? So this is week two of this series that we're in 2020 to clear your vision to finish this year strong. I cannot stress this enough. I do not want you to run out of 2019 saying I can't wait to get to 2020 because you're going to leave some stuff on the table. I need you to know you sit next to somebody that's not going to leave anything on the table of 2019. Everything 2019 was supposed to give me, it's going to give me before this year ends. Which means if I haven't seen it yet, if I declared it, this is still the year of manifestation. And I got a feeling that something's getting ready to happen. Would you just release this over yourself? Say, it's getting ready to happen. Say, don't leave anything on the table. I need some of y'all to slow down, catch a breath, get a fresh second wind, and I need you to keep it moving. 
But not only, not only are we ending this year strong, but we're getting ready for the new year. And we've learned so far that sight is what you see, but vision is how you see it. And I taught you uh, that when we took, think of the concept of vision, uh, there is something that's so important, and that is perception. Say perception. The reality is that we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are, which is our perception. And so we learn that our perception can be poisoned by four sources. The first is people. People can project onto you their issues, their trauma, their junk, their mess, and that projection can now mess up your perception. So you don't see it as it is. You see it as they think it is. And I need you not to let people put their boxes on you. I need you not to let people put their limitations on you. There's some things you're going to have to watch this keep to yourself until it's done. Because when you try to share it with other people, they're going to try to tell you why it can't happen. And I need you to know you're a faith person. While they're telling you eight reasons it can't, all I need is one reason it can. And if God be for me, who would dare be against me? The second thing. That can mess up your perception is pain. Whenever we go through painful situations, pain can mess up our perception. And so even if you have a high pain tolerance, watch this, you will sometimes have a jaded or a poisoned perception because you are not seeing things as they really are. You're seeing them through the lenses of pain. So you won't trust because of a past pain. You won't believe because of past pain. You will not, watch this, give somebody new a shot because somebody old caused you pain. What's this? The third thing that can poison your perception are problems. And uh, whenever you've got a lot of problems and a lot of issues, it can make you think that your situation is worse than it is. I need you to encourage yourself and say, it's not that bad. The reality is, is everybody under the sound of my voice, you have some areas of your life that are on fleek. You're doing amazing. They are incredible. But there are other areas of your life that even looking at it sometimes can be a chore. Even looking at it can be a task. Even thinking about it can cause you to get tired. And I need you to know, watch this, that you need to not be afraid of problems. You need to be like David and run up to your problem and say, who is this? uncircumcised Philistine that dare defy the armies of the living God. What does that mean? If I see a problem, I'm not scared because God sent me to solve it. Which means whenever I look at something difficult, I'm not distraught. God sent me to solve it. He wouldn't bring me to it, baby, unless he intended to bring me through it. But the fourth thing that can mess with your perception is your past. And sometimes your past will make you think that it is the furthest level to which you go. Your past will make you think that, watch this, what you were is all you can be. And I need you to know, watch this, God has not done his best in your life yet. You miss what I said. I need you to know I don't care what they used to call you, what you used to be, how you used to act, where you used to go, how you used to live. That was then and this is now. And if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Can I give you revelation? New creation is every single day, which means I'm better today, watch me, than I was yesterday. And tomorrow, I'm going to be better than I was today. So it doesn't really matter how you mess up and how you fail. What matters is how you get up and how you keep it moving. And I need you to encourage somebody on your road. Touch them on the shoulder and say, keep it moving. Yeah, I know you messed up yesterday. I know you made a mistake last week. Keep it moving. Get up, repent to the Lord, and keep it moving, baby. You got too much life to live. You've got too many things to conquer. You got places to go and people to... So what, so what, so what? It's poison perception. We learned last week will make you miss, miss the principle that governs the earth. The principle that governs the earth we learned last week is that you'll reap what you sow. Your increase comes from your release. Come on, act like you were here. Your increase comes from your release. But here's one of the other things poison perception will do. It will make you miscategorize people you're in relationship with. 
What's a relationship? It's a decision to engage in perpetual connection with somebody. So you can have, watch this, romantic relationships. You can have family relationships. Now, I know some of you say, well, Bishop, you can't pick your family, but you can pick the level of relationship you have with them. Even if you look at the life of Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus was not very close to his brothers. Now, that's amazing because you would think that God would have the picturesque American family. I need some of you to be encouraged, watch this, that your family had dysfunction because even Jesus' family had some dysfunction. Y'all not saying nothing. There was a time Jesus was preaching, and as he was preaching, uh, his mother and brothers were standing outside. First question, why weren't they in the meeting with him? It reveals that there's a family schism that the Bible is so amazing. It doesn't tell you. It just gives you the clues to let you know. I need some of you to be encouraged that you don't look like what you've been through. I need some of you to be encouraged that God's been covering you. And if people knew your story, they would say, how are you still here today? I just want to take 15 seconds to take a break in the message to have a survivor praise. What's that? It just means, baby, you have no clue what I have got. I guess this is all the survivors I've got in the room. But if there's anybody where you shouldn't be standing and you shouldn't be here and you should have blew your brains out and committed suicide and gave up, but God, yeah. So listen, listen, listen. So even Jesus had to be careful of how close he was to his own blood. You falsely state blood is thicker than water as if it's scripture. In fact, your greatest obstacles will come from people with your last name and with your blood type. And you're going to have to learn how to be like Abraham, how to break off and keep it moving. Let me tell you who you sit next to in case you don't know. They're not chump chains. You're sitting next to the curse breaker in your bloodline. You're sitting next to the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You're sitting next to the line crosser and the boundary breaker and the history maker. Just in case you didn't know. First Thessalonians 5.21. If you have poison perception, you will put people in their own categories. And when you categorize things wrong, you'll be looking for something that's not there. You'll be expecting something that's not there. First Thessalonians 5.21. Look what it says. But test what? Everything. You want to know where most of your hurt comes from? Is that you trust what you haven't tested. You are trusting people because they wore a cross around their neck, not because you tested them to make sure that they actually believe in the God of the cross that they have around their neck. Y'all miss what I just said. But test what? Everything. And hold fast. That means keep what is good. So what does that mean? That means if it's not good, what I need to do? Let it go. Touch your neighbor and say, I think you need to let it go. I think you need to let it go. It looks like another friendship. Here's what we do with people. Here's what we do with relationships of all types. Here's what we do. We, we don't look at their pattern. We look at their potential. And you will project the potential of who you hope for them to be, not the reality of who they are. So most of your hurt will come by your own hand. Y'all didn't say anything right there. Somebody said, Lord, open my eyes to categorize properly. There are three categories of people. We're going to get as far as we can, 915. There is milk. There's wine. And then there's poison.
Bishop, how do you know that this is poison? You know that this is poison because it's got this little sign right here that says something in here is dangerous. Why, why did I want you to see it on a gas can? Because you'll notice, unless you get up on it and pay attention to it, unless you get up on it and pay attention to it, you will look at it because red is the color of passion. You'll have passion about what's poisonous for you. You will be happy about who's killing you. Say milk, wine, poison. Say it again. Say milk, wine, poison. So let's give it three characteristics of milk. I'm going to get as far as I can. If y'all will come with me, we can get through this thing. If you don't come with me, we're going to get as far as this milk. Right, y'all ready? All right, let's go. Milk, number one, you ready? It's for infants. In mammals, milk is fed to infants via breastfeeding. Stop. This means that a milk relationship means I've got to be attached to somebody. Now, looking at a little child on their mother's breast, you say that's appropriate. What's not appropriate is a 40-year-old man. On What's not appropriate is a grown woman. Y'all not saying nothing to me. So watch this. How do I know that I'm dealing with somebody that's milk? They act like a child. They still depend on other people to get stuff done from them. And they complain about where their life is. Where Y'all ain't talking to me. Woo, I hope you're not sitting next to milk. You better check your person on your left and your right and make sure they look like wine and not milk. And if they're offended, they're milk because I just called them out. That's why they offended. Oh, but I prophesy you are wine. That means you get better over time. Let's go. Milk is fed to infants for breastfeeding. Early milk is called colostrum, which contains antibodies that provide protection. So here's, here's, the, here's the whole quandary we find ourselves in. It's because they're immature, but something about the relationship feels protection, like protection. You missed it. Something about the relationship feels like protection. Then not only does Colossians provide protection, watch this, it provides nutrients. In other words, there are certain factors and features of colostrum that feed me, give me nutrients, and in fact, it will cause growth. Here's the quandary. The milk may start good, and it's giving me protection. Come here. It's giving me nutrients. Let's go. And it's making me grow. But the problem with milk is that milk eventually spoils. You ready? All right, Hebrews 5 and 13. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a child. If you have a bunch of milk around you, it reveals to you that you are immature and childish. Because mature relationships, there are certain things that you have to look at and say, I'm too grown for this. I, I, I need some of you, watch this. I need some of you to realize there are certain things you are just too grown for. I'm too grown to be running behind somebody grown. I'm too grown to be chasing people to get them to do right. I'm too grown to be saying, but well, do you want me or do you not? Since you don't know and you're confused, I'll decide for you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. 
Whenever you let people, watch this, whenever you allow people, watch this. Some of, the Holy Ghost says it, watch it. Some of you, you allow people to waste your time slowly. Can I give you the second point about milk? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Can I give you the second point about milk? Milk isn't really for adults. Now, can I go deep here? Watch. The digestion of milk was limited to children as adults did not produce lactase to digest the lactose in milk. Watch the point. Thousands of years ago, a mutation spread in humans that enabled the production of lactase in adulthood, which means, watch this, if I like milk relationships, something in me has mutated. Literally, naturally, human adults could not even consume milk because we did not have the enzymes necessary to, to uh, uh, digest the milk. Something happened in Europe thousands of years ago that caused a mutation, and that mutation spread. This is why today you have some of those that are lactose intolerant. Why? Because they didn't get the mutation. Come here. There's some people that you will look at in your life that they don't tolerate certain things, and you're like, you're just too rough. You're just too tough. No, I don't have that mutation. I need you to not let people make you feel bad because you don't put up with people's mess. I need you to not let people make you feel bad because you don't tolerate people's inconsistency. I just don't have that mutation. I ain't built to deal with sloppy. Let's go Bible, 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. Here's the Apostle Paul. When I was on milk, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, stop. There's a difference then, 915, between being a male and a man, between being a female and a lady. When I became, that means he chose. Somebody say, I choose maturity. And maturity doesn't come with age. Maturity is a choice. Stop thinking simply because you have reached a certain age that you're mature. There's nothing worse than an old fool. Because you're too old for that. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Somebody say, I'm wise. Somebody say, I have the mind of Christ. Look what the Apostle Paul says. I gave up childish ways. I've noticed certain things about children. You ready? They holler. They scream. Until they get what they want. Which means their way of enforcing their will is to act out. You know that you are milk if you act out to get your way. You know the person you're in relationship with is milk if they act out to get you to do right. So because they messed up, they have an attitude with you. And they want you to say to them, what's wrong? Y'all don't like this teaching on a Sunday morning. So, so, so let, me, let me give you this last point. Let me give you the last point about milk. Number three, milk spoils over time. So, so Okay, milk spoils over time. Now, here's what's amazing to me. Milk expires not only over time, but it expires more quickly. Please listen to this. When it's not kept at 40 degrees. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what's significant about 40 degrees? 
If you understand the Bible, you understand there's something called biblical numerology. The, the technical term is gematria. It just means that numbers have a spiritual significance. So whenever I see a number at play, it is in fact prophesying something or saying something. So 40 is the number of wilderness. It's the number of tests. Check this out. So you only bond to milk relationships when you're going through something. But after you exit the wilderness, the milk becomes spoiled because they stay beyond their expiration date. And there's some of you, watch this, where you bonded to people and became friends when you were struggling. But you're not struggling anymore, which explains why the relationship is so spoiled. Why the relationship is so jacked up. Why it's such a chore and a task to deal with them. is because you bonded to them when you were at 40. But I need you to prophesy over yourself. Say, I'm not in the wilderness anymore. Come on, come on. So you made permanent people out of milk situations. Then you get frustrated and angry, but, but here's what happens. The milk spoils. Say spoils. Let's just look at the word naturally spoil. When you think of spoil, what probably comes to mind is somebody that, that you know, gets whatever they want and they get frustrated when they don't get it. Right? Doesn't that come to mind for most people? Think of like a spoiled child, something like that. If you can't think of that, <laughs> you might be spoiled. All right, now let, let's tell the truth, guys. So here's the thing. That's what literally happens in milk relationships. They get a sense of entitlement. And they think that their tenure gives them the ability. <laughs> they think that because they've been around for a while, that they don't have to follow the same. They think because they knew you back when you were struggling. So now the relationship is spoiled. And y'all ready? Y'all ready? Consuming spoiled milk results in this, food poisoning. Stop. Bishop, what are my poison relationships? Spoiled milk you kept. This turns into this when it is kept too long. You want to pray a dangerous prayer? Uh-uh, okay. We're going to do it anyhow. You ready to pray? Say, Lord, show me my milk. And here's what he may show you, you. Because you might be the milk sometimes. And you got to have the maturity to say, when I was a child, but I became. In other words, I switched substances. I changed from milk into wine. He said, Bishop, that's not possible. Oh, yes, it's possible. He turned water into wine, which means he can turn milk into wine. Would you lay your hands on yourself? Say, I'm evolving into my best. Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing that consuming spoiled milk will do. Call stomach pain. What does stomach pain mean? I can't consume anything because of the last thing I consume. Please come here. Some of you won't do what you need to do now because you consume some spoiled milk and it makes you not want to do anything. Let me see if I can make it real practical and then I'll tell a testimony. So when you consume spoiled milk, you have stomach pain. That means you can't eat anything until that pain leaves. So some of you don't want to deal with people, not because of them, but because of somebody else they remind you of. You remind me, y'all ain't saying nothing. 
as a pastor, I have had to learn to not let spoiled milk spoil my appetite to deal with people. And not watch this. There's been certain spoiled milk people I've had to deal with that have made me not want to do this. And I've had to say, wait a minute, I can't let spoiled milk make me have stomach pain to where I abandon my mission because I dealt with a few. Oh, y'all not talking. I need you not to let a few people make you abandon your mission, make you abandon your calling. Would somebody release this? Say, I'm doing it anyhow. Don't let one bad relationship make you say, I ain't never getting married again. Don't let one bad friendship say, I'm never trusting anybody again. Don't let one bad pastor make you say, I'm never going to church again. Don't let one bad job make you say, I ain't never working again. Bible says, you don't work, you're not eating. Spoiled milk will make it so that you can't consume anything after that. Here's the next thing spoiled milk will do. You ready? Nausea. What's that? Very simply, it's the desire to throw up what you've already consumed. What does that mean? You've already made so much progress, but now spoiled milk has gotten you throwing up. So you know the word, but because you had a spoiled milk, you're, you're vomiting. So even though you know exactly what to do, you don't do it because spoiled milk has gotten you. You still here? Which brings us to the next thing spoiled milk does, to vomit. What does vomit mean? It means you have an uncontrolled flow. Stop. Spoiled milk relationships will make you uncontrollably emotional. It'll make you sit in your office and spend an hour just trying to get your thoughts together. Because it's created an uncontrollable flow. Here's the last thing that spoiled milk will do. It'll give you diarrhea. Somebody say, yeah, it will. That's what somebody said over there. Watch. Can I help you with diarrhea? <laughs> Don't you look like you've never had. Some of y'all's a little late this morning because you had a little. <laughs> okay, so that we don't feel uncomfortable in this moment. I'm coming. You ready? Let's go. Anyone who has not ever experienced diarrhea, would you please put your hand up? Thank you. No hands up. So everybody on your row has had a little something-something <laughs> that sent them to the throne room. Come here. And they just had to sit and wait on the Lord. <laughs> Watch. Come here, y'all. Here's what diarrhea means. You keep making a mess because nothing ever fully forms. See, so what we see in the natural shows us a spiritual principle. We get this from 1 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul says natural things teach us spiritual principles. So what does that mean? When you have spoiled milk relationships, you keep making a mess because nothing ever fully forms. What does that mean? You start a lot, you don't finish much. And you wonder why. It's because you have some milk relationships around you. But I need you to make this declaration over yourself. Please say, Lord, make me milk free in 2020. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, matter of fact, say this. Say, in the end of this month, make me milk free. Y'all ready? The easiest way to tell if milk is spoiled is to check. I love this. This is probably going to make me throw the mic. The easiest way to tell if milk is spoiled. See, you can't judge it by the date. Because according to, according to uh, studies, multiple studies, they say the date on the carton is only what they call the best quality date, which means it can actually survive after the date on the carton. 
Now, why is that important to understand? Why is that important to understand? Because the best way to check if milk is spoiled is to check for changes in its consistency. Come here. Milk becomes lumpy. It becomes inconsistent. Come here. You can tell you're dealing with somebody that's milk is because they become inconsistent, they become undependable, and they become slow to do what they're supposed to do. Second way is discoloration. What does that mean? It doesn't look the same. How do you know you got a milk relationship? They don't look at you the same. Matter of fact, even when you look at their facial expressions, they're not the way they used to be toward you. Here's the last thing about how you can tell if milk is spoiled. It, it has an unclean, sour smell. If you've ever had spoiled milk in your frigidaire, watch what spoiled milk does. It's one carton. It's one container. But it has stunk up the whole fridge. Some of you think your situation is stinky, not because it is, but because somebody in it is. Woo! I pray that you find out where the stank coming from. Even that has some stank on it, right? And then it has a sour smell. What does that represent? Attitude. They have a sour attitude. Everything about them is negative. It's sour. So you say A, they tell you Z. You tell up, they tell you down. You say sit down, they say I'm standing up. And all the time you're fighting with milk that's spoiled. So the best thing to do is to say, listen, spoiled milk. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for all of your service. Thank you for my Captain Crunch. Thank you for my Cocoa Puffs. Thank you for my Corn Pebbles. Uh, uh, what are they call? No, Corn Pops. I don't know. I don't eat cereal no more. Thank you for my Corn Pops. Thank you for my Apple Jacks. Thank you for my Fruit Loops in, in the box, not the bag. Some of you need to watch this. Don't be mad at the milk because it's spoiled. It just don't fit no more. Come here. I need you not to be mad at people that don't fit in your life anymore. You just need to look. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You all appreciate it. But you got to go. You can't strain spoiled milk because it never gets better. Once it's spoiled, it's spoiled. Can't strain it. Prayer over it won't fix it. Some of y'all in here laying hands on spoiled milk relationships. Father, in Jesus' name, just make it better. And God is like, is he done? Because I, even Jesus didn't try to change Judas because he knew it was spoiled milk. Can we move? It looks like seeing y'all been a good class. We can move on. Can we move on? Can we move? Wine. I'm a wine connoisseur is in the building. Now, now watch, now watch. Wine, number one, is sweet. Our perception of sweet starts at the tip of our tongue. Often the very first impression of a wine is its level of sweetness. Wine is sweet, and hear me, here's what I need you to understand. Watch this. Uh, when something is sweet, that means, watch this, it's a pleasure to deal with. A wine relationship means it's a pleasure to deal with. I enjoy dealing with. Now, can I show you how you get there? Because based on that, some of you are like, well, shoot, Bishop, I ain't got no wine relationships around me. I can't stand none of them. Allow me to help. Exodus 5, 15, 23. Y'all better good guys. Come on, Exodus 15, 23. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was what? Bitter. Bitterness is the residue of pain. Pain poisons are what? Perception. Okay? So, so watch this. They couldn't 
enjoy what they were trying to consume because it was what? Bitter. Verse 24. And the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we going to drink? And he cried out to the Lord. And the Lord showed him, the Bible says, a log. Log there in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, doesn't mean like a log he grabbed off of a tree. It actually means carpentry. What's carpentry? Hard work. So when the Bible says, and the Lord showed him a log, he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. And the Lord made for them a statute and a rule there forever. What does that mean? For my relationships to be wine, they're going to require some carpentry. They're going to require some hard work. You cannot have wine relationships with lazy people. Y'all not saying nothing. You cannot have wine relationships with people who want to say, but that's just the way I am, and that's just the way it is, and that's just the way it goes. Would you touch your neighbor and say, you need some wine in your life? You need... What does that mean? You know you're dealing with wine because they'll ask you, well, listen, I'm not just going to do what I want to do for you. Tell me your love languages so I know how to love you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Somebody say, put in the work. You ready? Now, this was about to shock you, right? So here's the second characteristic of wine. Wine has some bitterness. I thought it was sweet. Bitter taste in wine should be limited. But bitter tastes come from extremely young wines that haven't matured. What does that mean? Relationships that are wine aren't perfect, but they're not poison. See, I'm not expecting perfection because you're not a robot. And so because you're not a robot, I'm not expecting that you're going to get it right every time. You Android users know that even robots don't get it right all the time. <laughs> Bible speaks about fruit, not robots. <laughs> this is messing with you. Don't get offended with me because you bought a robot and I ain't studying you. <laughs> Somebody took a, did something for me this morning. It was on an Android and... He said, sir, I apologize. I said, I know you can't get it right because you had an Android. I said, I know exactly why you can't show me what I want. I'm just messing. Say, say not perfection. Say, but it's not poison. See, if you're expecting perfection in your relationships, oh, my God, I asked for a good morning text, and they did not send it until noon. I just don't know. Like, touch your neighbor and say, stop expecting what you're not. There's some days you're a little moody. So stop getting mad at people when they're a little moody. Just say, oh, I can see you're having a moment. Go on out. Go on now. Go on. Can, can I help you practice something that will help you? It's two, it's two southern words. Go on now. Come on, come on. Say it with me. 950. Say, go on now. There's some of your friends. When they get on the phone, they got to they gotta act. Not. Go on now. Go on. Go on. You're going to save yourself a lot of good wine. when you Go on now. Go on. That's a southern way of saying, I'm giving you the ability to exit before you do something and I do something that both of us are going to regret. So go on now. Here's the third thing about wine. Y'all been good. Here we go. Wine improves over time. Here's the question. Let's go to Luke 13 and 6. Let's look at some Bible to see how to know. Because the question some of you are having is, so, Bishop, I, I can't really tell if it's wine. or I can't tell what it is right now. See, wine should show you progress over time. If you're still having the same discussions, this set me free yesterday. It really did. Because if you're still having the same discussions with someone today that you were three years ago, they are milk. 
You ain't got to like it. It is what it is. But Bishop, I don't feel that. It doesn't matter what you feel. We're going to look at the Bible. Let's look at the Bible. And he told them a parable. Parables are what? It's a story to teach a principle. A man had a fig tree. He planted in his vineyard. And when he came looking for what? Fruit. What does fruit mean? Result. What does results indicate? Progress. What did he find? None. Next verse. And he said to the vine dresser, look, three years we've been dating. Three years we've been friends. Three years you've been in that leadership seat. Three years you've been, been on that job. Three years you've been this, that, or the other. Huh? And I've been looking for some fruit on you. And every time I think you're going to finally get it, still no results. I prophesy that you have a new group of people coming into your life that are going to give you some fruit, that are going to give you results, that you're not going to go over the same thing over and over again. Three years you've been on them drums. Just, 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 I looked over there, that's all. that's all. Three years you've been in the video room. He said, and you still don't hit them buttons right. You still don't stay in the pocket. I'm not, this isn't literally, I'm just making a point. He says, and I find none. He says, cut it down. I think you better let it go. No. Oh, I guess cut it. I see. Okay, I see. Now, the 11-15 would have got that 9-15. They would have got it. But okay, we good. I love you. Look at what it says. Why should it use up the ground? What does the ground represent? It's this Greek word G, which means life. It means energy. Why should I use my energy? On something that has made no progress and has no fruit after three years. Go to the next part of the verse. It says, and he answered him, sir, let it alone. Translation, go on now. Let it alone this year. Watch the principle. Watch the principle. God says, here's how you measure when you've done enough for people. He says, give them three years to get it together. The 12 around Jesus had three and a half, and most of them still didn't have it together. He says, then after that, watch this, give them a year, let it alone this year also. I'm going to dig around it, and I'm going to put some manure on it. Now, is this, what Sunday is this? Oh, I can't do it. Um. He says, dig. What does that mean? Have a deep conversation to get to the roots. He said, he said, instead of pretending and talking to everybody else about the relationship, the friendship, the business partnership, the relationship with your mama, relationship with your dad, relationship, instead of talking to everybody else, go dig with them. Touch your neighbor and say, dig with them. You on the phone talking to everybody else except the person that you're talking to them about. Dig around and have the deep conversations. And then he said, put some mess on it. In other words, how does God allow you to see whether or not somebody's wine? He lets you go through some mess. Manure. Come on, please be a good church. Now, y'all know. <laughs> he says, listen, go through some mess. And you'll find out whether or not they're wine. What does mess do? It stinks. What is it from? From somebody else's waste. He says, go through some mess that somebody else started between you two. 
and you're going to find out whether or not they're wine. But wine should have progress. It should get better over time. Which brings me to the final thing. You've been a great class. This is amazing. I didn't think we were going to get through it. Literally, I didn't even plan to get this far. Poison. Y'all ready? Poison causes death. When you're dealing with poisonous relationships, you know they're that way because you give up on stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had to get out the camera shot. Some of you are dealing with people that when you get around them, you quit what you're supposed to be faithful to. When you get around them, you give up on what you're supposed to be consistent to. So things die when they come around. You give up on dreams. You give up on vision. You don't even dress the same. You don't even put that much effort into yourself anymore because their average has anesthetized you. I'm laying it down as best I can. Then injury. What's amazing is the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. These traits sound just like the thief, which means the thief isn't the devil. The thief is poisonous people. I says it causes harm. Here's what's amazing to me. By chemical reactions, stop. Y'all remember Batman with Michael Keaton? The good Batman? <laughs> Michael Keaton didn't have to do all that. <laughs> he didn't do all that. Mike just showed up. Just stood there. You know, Catwoman doing all that flipping. He just standing. Watch. Um, remember the original Batman, Prince did the soundtrack. Uh, the whole thing. That's when movies had soundtracks. For my millennials, a soundtrack is a set of songs that goes along with a movie. So like Boomerang had a soundtrack that Babyface produced. Uh, music is when instruments are played. <laughs> See, now... You got all this computer service over here doing all this stuff. But, you know, but he can play, though. He can play. He said, Bishop, I can play. <laughs> but thank God for computers, because if ever folk want to act crazy, ah, I hit play, I push play. <laughs> You'll be good. Here's the point. In the movie, um, the Joker was um, at the chemical plant, or the Acme chemicals or whatever, and, and they were making all of these chemicals. And what happened is, is that it wasn't just, you know, it was the cosmetics. So it was lipstick and makeup and perfume and deodorant and all that. And it wasn't just, watch me, it wasn't just one that would cause an issue. You had to combine them. And the problem was, is the combination was random. You didn't know which one was going to take you out. See, when you think of poison, you may think it's no big deal. But you don't know that their poison is mixing with your rejection. Their poison is mixing with your feelings of not being good enough. Their, your, their poison is mixing with your unresolved daddy issues, your unresolved mama issues. It's mixing with the fact that you're brand new to Jesus and you don't need a lot of poison right now because you're not strong enough to fight it off. But I wish you'd touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, I rebuke poison in your life. Come on, let's finish. Here it is. By chemical reaction with an organism absorbs a sufficient quantity of the poison. Which means there's two types of poison, two types of ways of being poisoned. The first is acute. That means it's right away. But then there's something called chronic poisoning. And then a few weeks ago on prayer, I talked about this show I'd watched where this wife, she wanted to kill her husband. 
And so literally what she did is every single day when he was eating breakfast, she put poison in his breakfast. So every day he's eating it, not knowing he was eating to his own death. Look at me. You have to make sure, especially as you get ready for 2020, that you're not sitting at the table of who's feeding you poison. Watch me. It was his wife, so he trusted her hand. Come here. Sometimes poison will come from the most unlikely sources. Ooh, it's quiet in through here. So here's the, here's the, here's, can I give you three characteristics? Can, can I give you? Okay, the first one I already gave you it causes death, injury, harm, chemical reaction. Here's the second thing. Poison might be pleasurable at first. In 1990, the New Jack Swing group, Bell Bib DeVoe, put out an album that went platinum four times over. The name of the song was Y'all know the dance? Why y'all looking like y'all don't know poison? It's. Well, y'all don't know it. Stop, stop, stop. I'll do it at the 11.15. I forgot that 9.15 is the bougie experience. Excuse me. Bishop, I just want to sing holy songs unto the Lord. We'll do it at 11.15. All right. I love you guys. You know I'm joking. Having fun. So listen. <laughs> By the way, that's all. That song literally will turn into worship if you know how to reverse it. Because there's some people you were trying to hold on to that sometimes you just need a good groove to let them go. When David needed to let go of his failures and his past, the Bible says he danced until they danced out of his clothes. Which means sometimes I just need a good beat and a good praise to get up out of some stuff. Would you touch your neighbor and say praise or get you out of it? Can we just take a three-second praise break so you can get free of some poison and some milk? Go! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! All right. Here are the lines. Because the principle is poison might be pleasurable at first. Here are the lines. She's so fly. She'll drive you right out of your mind and steal your heart. When you're stopped. Second Samuel 15 and 6. Ooh, we're gonna work this thing. <laughs> Absalom is King David's son. Watch me. You know you're dealing with poisonous people because they only use you to get access to who you know. They like being around you because you got power and it makes them feel like they're the power in you. Absalom did to all of Israel who came to the king for judgment. Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. So the people were going to see David. Absalom would get in front of them and say, well, talk to me. You don't need to talk to David. And he would steal their hearts to turn them to him so he could have a coup. What does that mean? Overthrow his father's kingdom. Poison, watch this, poison will steal the hearts of people around you. You know you're dealing with poisonous people because the people that were loyal to you are now loyal to them. Let me prove it to you. Y'all started as friends. You introduced them to the other friend. And now both of them found out that both of them was jealous of you. And so now their friends come here, 915. So now both of them are hanging out together talking about you. 
And watch this, and keeping it on the low. Y'all not saying nothing. Don't want you to know they've been out at the Mexican restaurant having chips and salsa. Here's the next line. So she'll drive you right out of your mind, steal your heart when you're blind. Then it says, y'all ready? Beware she's scheming. She'll make you think you're dreaming. You'll fall in love and you'll be screaming, demon. Deuteronomy 29, 18. Let's go Bible. Let's get in this book. How do you know you got poison? These lyrics are literally prophetic. <laughs> Beware. You ready for poison? Beware lest there be a one you, a man, a woman, or clan, or whose tribe who is turning away from the Lord. How do you know they're poison? When you're around them, you don't want to pray. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to serve. You don't want to worship. You don't want to give. You don't want to do anything for God because they're poison. And they're turning your heart from God. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I rebuke poison. Oh, some of y'all need to get serious about that. You've made too much progress to let a poisonous person pull you back. He says to go and serve the gods of the nation. But where lest there be among you a root-bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. You know you're done with poison because when you get around them, rather than as we pray, you're talking about as we lay. Listen. And it's pleasurable at the moment. Until the poison takes you out. And now you're walking around trying to deal with the poison that they've injected. And let me tell you what they do. They've gone. You better go look at that Spirit of Lilith message. It's on YouTube and on podcast. They will poison you and then leave you. Can we be honest? How many people, we've had people who have come in our lives and done that. Let's just be truthful. Okay? Here's the deal. Bishop, you know, why didn't the Lord show me? He did. He showed you. You were just so enraged and passion and pleasure. You're just happy to have a friend. You're just happy you didn't have to go to the movie by yourself. You better learn how to enjoy you. Even if you're married, you better learn how to enjoy private time so you can be better for your husband, better for your wife. Some of y'all, let me help you wives. Listen, let him go sometime and go have some time to himself. Vice versa. Let your wife go. They can't be always sitting up under you all the time. They're going to get sick of being around you. Let them go so when they come back, they want to give you some good loving. I've been missing you all day. Girl, you know Here's the last thing about poison. You can't control poison once it's ingested. You can't control poison once it's ingested. Would you come? I don't know what's in here. Is it, is it gas in here? Literally. Okay, y'all gave me a real gas can. I don't, I don't even know how to open that. Can you open it? 
You have to be able to open it. Oh, there you go. Can you smell it? Is that right? That's real gas. You got up on it. Okay. <laughs> so that's gas. Oh, yeah, that's gas. I can tell. Y'all gave me a real gas gauge. Man. Okay. I thought it was water or something. All right, watch. Watch, 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 watch. Galatians 5, 9. See, you can't control poison once it's ingested. So you may say it's no big deal. It's just one Sunday. It's just one time. It's just one conversation. It's just one this. It's just one that. The problem is, I'm not going to have you do this, but if this was poison and you drank it, and y'all looking like, that's crazy. Ooh, check your life. Because some of y'all been getting tipsy off of people. Let's tell the truth. We all have. You already know it's poison, but you just, mm-hmm, just smiling and cheesing. Sometimes you know it's poison because you have to keep it concealed. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's go in this Bible. Galatians 5 and 9. And I'm getting ready to close. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. What's leaven? Any cooks in the room? I'm going to eat one of them sweet potato pies, you hear? <laughs> what she say? What she say? I don't know what she Who? Don't need no leaven and sweet potato. I, I know I was making a dinner request. That's what I was. <laughs> Doesn't ever say have fun in church. You come here, you're going to have fun in church. You're going to go from high praise and high worship to bell bib devo. I'm just saying. Um, if he was to drink this, he, <laughs> he can't control what it does once it's in his body. Here's why poisonous people are dangerous. You may say it's just a little bit. But who in this room, who watching online, would say, it's about to drink a little of that gasolina. Gasoline. I'll have a little of the gasoline. Come on. Right now. Right now. Come on. How much? <laughs> Watch me. Don't be the type of person that can be bought. Y'all not saying nothing. Because some people are paying you to poison you. You're not saying nothing to me. Some people are buying your lunch, but they're poisoning you. They You can't control what poison does once you ingest it, guys. Check this out. You might be saying it's no big deal, but that might be your deal killer. Did you like that one? No, that's that one. Let's back it up. All right. You might be saying it's no big deal, but it might be your deal killer. So here are the three options. You ready for the three options? Be in church on Wednesday. Bow your heads, close your eyes. I'm serious. We got to go further 
can do for us. You can either repeat the cycles with milk and poison. You can release the milk and the poison. You can reroute. What does that mean? Sometimes your desire for people to be one thing in your life, it overshadows the fact that you could have rerouted them to be something different in your life. Sometimes single people, you, you want so badly for somebody to be, you, know, you want them to be your romance, but you miss the fact that that's not the right fit for them. They're a better fit as a friend. So you destroy the friendship on the altar of a relationship that was milk. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.